Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 on KATX and KWBY, as Angela Robinson joins Terry Slavens to share important financial information to help you live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, estate and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. And welcome into Life Planning 101 right here on KETX KWBY. Good uh, wet Tuesday morning. For those of y'all listening not in the Eastland area, we had a flood yesterday, but we have Angela Robinson with us, and we have a special guest on the phone with us. Yes, I floated right in this morning, and uh, happy Memorial Day. I just want to take a shout out to uh, recognize all of those um, fallen soldiers that have fought for our country and gave us these freedoms that we have to to be able to float in this morning, Mm -hmm. so truly grateful for that. And yes, we have a wonderful show today. Before I get uh, started in on everything. I did want to share some really, really important study that came out um, just recently. And I tell you what, I just was blown away. They said nine out of 10 husbands actually agreed their wives are always right. The 10th hasn't shown up for the second study group. (laughs) Yes. So uh, with that being said, I think it's a very good introduction to what we're going to be talking about today. And that's uh, what is a threat to your family? Uh, Maybe not, maybe not the hysteric wife, but uh, you know, something we don't talk about a lot is uh, what happens if your income goes away? And how could that happen? And we have a special guest on the show with us today that has worked in the area of disability for over 20 years. And I tell you what, he's a font of information. I had the privilege of listening a couple times to his recent podcast that he did. And I was excited that he's going to be joining us on the show um, because I was able to learn quite a bit of information. And, you know, I think when we hear disability, uh, we really I I don't I don't know that people just get overly excited about that conversation. Uh, But something that needs to be addressed is is there actually a threat? And I think a lot of people think, well, it just won't happen to me. So why should I be concerned? And really, according to you, Kenny, uh, thank you for being here with us. We appreciate it this morning. And uh, Kenny, Kenny Russell, by the way, is the director of disability sales of Crump Life Insurance Services. But, you know, the reality is, is that when, you know, something happens, it doesn't have to be this major event that would put you in a wheelchair or put you in a coma, which we all imagine disability to be. It's something entirely different on the average. So will you talk to that for just a second? Yeah, absolutely. And thank you very much for having me on the show today, Angela. And I'm coming from Seattle, and it is actually dry up here. So I'm sorry to hear about the flooding down there. I hope everybody is okay. (laughs) Um, But yes, that is absolutely true. Most individuals, when you say the word disability to someone, you're exactly right. What they envision is a coma or a wheelchair type of a situation. And absolutely, that can happen, and unfortunately, it does happen periodically to individuals. One of our really good family friends got into a car accident and has been in a a wheelchair for the last 10-plus years. So, you know, it's a terrible situation, and it does happen. But that's really less than 1% of all disability claims. Wow. And so, you know, it's, it's tough to think about that, but, you know, think about the individuals in your family or in your personal lives that have had cancer you know, had a stroke, um, had 
severe mental or, or nervous issues, have had, you know, eyesight issues, cognitive issues, uh, back issues. I mean, there's over 5,000 different ways that someone can be disabled by illness alone. Mm. And the majority of all disabilities are illness-related. I've seen studies where it's about 96% of all disability claims are illness-related, not accident-related. Oh, so, so it isn't one, that wife that just went off the handle because her husband said she wasn't right. Well, that could be the cause. I don't know. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I do want to just say that one thing that I like to talk about when we talk about disability insurance is actually to call it income protection instead of disability insurance. So that way, because, you know, again, when we think of disability, we think of disabled sign, the handicap sign, that's the wheelchair. So making sure that everybody knows that it's not just those situations, and it's not just the catastrophic situations that's going to have you unable to work for the rest of your life. The average length of a long-term disability claim is in between two and a half to three years. And so people can recover from disabilities, which is fantastic news, but it could be a period of time where, like you said, your income is at risk and it could stop for eight months, 13 months, 25 months, or potentially the rest of your life. So it's a great opportunity to look at doing some planning to making sure that there's a plan in place if your income stops. Because, again, we're all doing financial planning and making sure that, you know, if one of us passes away, unfortunately, that the family is protected and the income is going to be coming in. Well, you're actually about four to five times more likely to become disabled during the working years than you are of dying. Uh, and, again, that's why both of those should be part of the financial plan and the discussions that we have. You know, and that's so interesting because the world talks about death being the biggest risk. You know, I mean, even even a bank mm-hmm. Uh, what do they want? They want that life insurance on you. Um, you know, in some cases, I guess some cases you do see them want disability, but very seldom, which, you know, the risk is higher for someone to become disabled than it is to actually die. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have you by chance have some numbers around, you know, like if you're starting out in the workforce or, you know, what are the odds that you would become disabled or need disability coverage? That's a great question. And the statistics show that someone that's in their 20s, has a one in four chance of becoming disabled at some point in their working career. And, I mean, obviously you could be on the mindset of, well, that means I have a 75% chance of not becoming disabled. But I would ask the question, and especially if you are having that family and, and you're started in your career, how important is your income? You know, what do you use your income for? But also, if I told you that you had a one in four chance of winning the lotto, would you buy a ticket? I think I'd buy a few. Yeah. I mean, I already buy a few, and I already know what the, what the statistics are of even winning, right? But, yeah, but yeah I mean, that's, the, that's what people need to get in the mindset of is, hey, I want to make sure there's a good percentage chance that I will be fine for the rest of my life, which is fantastic. That's what we want, and that's what we hope happens. Mm-hmm. But my income to me and my family is so important that I want to make sure that if something happens, my family is taken care of because, you know, like I said, more of a likelihood that I don't pass away. And so I'm still here and I'm still causing expenses for the family, but now I can't bring any income in. Or even if I can only work part-time or have to get a lower-paying job, there is a part of a disability contract, a rider that you can, that you can purchase, 
that if that's the situation and you have less income because you can only work part-time or you can't do your original job, but you, you have to go back and get a job to get money coming in, you will at least get a portion, if not all of your benefits, then mm-hmm. at that point, monthly benefits coming in. Yeah, so so the need is obviously there. This is one time that you should listen to your wives because I do know this. <laughs> your wives make better planners and they'll think of things like this. What if, what mm-hmm. if, what if? You know your wife mm-hmm. nags you about those things. Uh, but uh, Kenny Russell, we're excited to have you on the show today. When we come back, we're going to be talking about if you've got a group plan, is that enough? And what about Social Security disability? I have a question around that. Shouldn't we just rely on that? Segment two, Life Planning 101, right here on KTX KDY. Angela with her special guest, Kenny from Seattle. Yes, and we are talking about protecting your income and not due to death, but just due to living life, maybe having too much anxiety and some side effects, right? (laughs) At the end of the day, it could be a stroke, heart attack, you know, cancer, just illness in general. And, um, you know, have you put yourself in a position that it's not going to implode your entire future if you don't plan correctly? And we have a guest specialist, Kenny Russell, Director of Disability Sales at Crump Life Insurance Services. He's been in the industry for over 20 years, a font of information, everything to do with... uh, Uh, you know, a disability event occurring. And he gave us all of these misconceptions of what is actually out there. And now let's get to the meat of the issue. I think, you know, two things come to mind when people think, well, if I become disabled, I will have Social Security kick in. And the other thing they may think is, well, if I become disabled, I've got a group plan. So, Kenny, can you speak to those two things? Absolutely. I mean, the first one that I'll touch on is group coverage. And if you have group coverage through your employer, that's fantastic. You know, it's a great starting point, and your company is trying to help protect you and your family if something was to happen to you. So that's fantastic. However, there's also some common misconceptions uh, by individuals of, of what the coverage actually provides if you become disabled. A lot of individuals think, oh, well, I'll get my entire income if I can't work. And that's unfortunately not the case. Typically, group coverage has a lot of limitations, and those common limitations are the acronym TRIP, T-R-I-P as in Paul. And that means the T stands for taxability. If the employer is paying the premium, the benefit is going to be taxed if you go out on claim. Hmm. So even if you, you know, think you have a certain amount, you don't because it's going to be taxed. The R stands for reverse discrimination, which means that there's a monthly cap involved with group coverage. And that's, you know, could be 5000 a month, could be 10000 a month. It depends on what your group coverage actually is. The I stands for incentive compensation, which means that group coverage typically only covers base salary. So if a lot of your income coming in is either bonuses or commissions, that could be part of what's not being covered by your group coverage. And then the P stands for portability, meaning if you leave the company for any reason, you typically can't take it with you. So what we usually see in group policies is 60% of base salary to a certain cap. So if you're an individual who's, you know, say like an executive of the company making 350000 and your base salary is, you know, 150000 something like that, and you make 200000 in bonuses, etc. Well, there could be a, a severe shortfall or gap in what you thought that you had versus what you actually have, and then, you know, what you're used to living off of and your family living off of from what you provide. 
at that point. So the good news is, is that there is a way to supplement on top of that and get you back up to that kind of 60% after taxes and limitations are taken out, uh, are taken into consideration when you're looking at group coverage plus individual disability. So that's where you want to have conversations with your financial planner, with your protection specialist about what is my group coverage, and then provide them with a copy of your group policy. And you can typically get that from your internal website or just from your HR department. They can provide you that information. And then your protection specialist can review everything and help to show you what the limitations are to make sure that you know what your group coverage is because the worst time to find out about what your group coverage provides is if you go out on claim. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And, you know, one thing I've always um, I've always had in the back of my mind is, especially with high-income earners, if, you know, they, they go out on claim and they've their benefits cut, they might be able to live off of that. But it, especially if that is a permanent disability event, what happens when they reach retirement age? If all their savings have just stopped, there's a lot of what ifs there that if you don't make up that gap, that could be a tremendous risk. Yeah, because not only are you not having that monthly income coming in that you're used to living off of, but you're not putting money into retirement any longer, typically. So, yeah, and, and you could be liquidating some of your investments or retirement as well at that point. So you're correct. Later on, it's going to be a, not a good situation overall. And then the other thing that you asked about was Social Security. And it's, it's a good notion to think that the government is going to take care of us if something happens. And they, they might. However, in order to qualify for Social Security, your disability has to be expected to last at least one year and end in death. And it's usually a 180-day elimination period at best. So even if you do qualify first time around, you're not going to get any money coming in for at least six months. But I think I've seen some statistics where, you know, 30% of clients that apply for Social Security are actually approved the first time around. Um, So typically in order to qualify, you have to keep applying, hire an attorney, things like that. So there, there's also some additional costs potentially. And also, Social Security is actually going to be very limited in what it pays out. Now, I don't have off the top of my head the amounts, but it, it's not what you think. Right, so, right. You know, I actually, I did some homework for you because I was curious when I was looking up the show is, and I saw <laughs> the uh, average monthly benefit for Social Security received in 2021 was only $1,277. So imagine living on that. Yeah. After a six-month wait, and, <laughs> right. and you're expected to be disabled for at least a year or end in death. Yeah. Right. It's nuts. So, um, well, Kenny, I know we've got uh, you know some questions around uh, affordability. We've got questions mm-hmm. around what if I become partially disabled, not fully disabled? What can be my options there? And then, you know, there's this whole long-term care piece that is an issue that a disability could actually turn into a long-term health care event. And, you know, mm-hmm. if you become disabled, the chances of you being able to get long-term health care insurance are probably slim to none. So, hey, there's a, a mouthful for you to be able to have when we come back on here on Life Planning 101. Final segment, Life Planning 101. Angela? Yes, we are talking with Mr. Kenny Russell out of uh, dry Seattle. 
today and uh, talking about the loss of income and uh, really the need for some kind of protection, some kind of insurance in place, uh, no matter who you are, uh, or at least assessing your situation. And Kenny, I think, you know, like you mentioned in the break, now for the biggest question of all, affordability, because who cares about any of this if you can't afford it? Absolutely. And that's the thing is, you know, most individuals will think, man, this is super expensive. And, and you know, it is if you, if you look at it a certain way. But that's if you're looking at, hey, I need the maximum benefit for the longest period of time with the shortest elimination period, all this stuff, right? Well, there's many different plan designs that we can do, and we can make it a, a, as affordable as possible. And that's why I always say, talk with your protection specialist, whether that's your insurance agent, your financial planner, whoever it is, and have them look at different options to keep within a certain premium range. And I will say the most common premium range that we've seen where people will put it in force and, and agree to it is about 1% to 3% of someone's annual income for an annual premium. So would you pay 1% of your annual income to protect 60% non-taxable of your income? Sounds That's pretty reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Especially when you think about, like we talked about earlier, how important is your income and what does it do for you and your family? Yeah, it's now that we know we have a one aspect. in four chance of winning the lottery, you know, heck. <laughs> exactly. And keep in mind, you can pay this on a, a monthly premium. Right. So, you know, if you spread it out over 12 months, you know, are you really even going to notice that you pay that? And, and especially when we look at what we do pay for, which is if you even just look at your cable, Wi-Fi, and cell phone bills, that's going to be the combination of those three things for most individuals are going to be more than what their disability insurance payment would be right. per month. Right. So make sure your priorities are there. What's most important? What do we need to have? We need to protect our income, first and foremost, before we do anything, especially before we make any major purchases or anything like that. Like uh, we were talking about the Social Security payment, right? And mm -hmm. you mentioned during the break that that doesn't even cover most people's home no notes, right? That's so. Right. We need to make sure that we're looking at what we can do to protect our income. We can make it affordable. We don't necessarily need to go out to uh, a two-age 65 benefit period. You know, there are shorter benefit periods you can cover. As we mentioned, the average length of a long-term disability claim is in between two and three years. So you know, would you pay, you know, 100 120 bucks a month? to make sure you're protecting your income. Absolutely, absolutely. I know we're going to run out of time, and there's some real hot topics I, I want to bring up, but I, I know you had a couple things on uh, your list here, which I think are really important. We work with a lot of business owners, and mm -hmm. sometimes people don't think about that temporary disability event and what it can do to business overhead, you know, your expenses. How are they going to get paid if things go wrong or uh, if you have a loan at the bank who's going to continue to service that loan on your behalf you got a good friend right but, <laughs> um, those are really important and I don't think a lot of people understand that there's actually insurance out there to be able to protect against events like that for business owners and they're fully deductible so I do want to bring that piece in but then I'm going to turn it back over to you Kenny and I think this is really important there's all different types of disability insurance and there's different bells and whistles and there's something called residual for partial disability would you explain that because i think this is critical for people to to know and understand this yes so that's a great question so there's total disability and then there's partial disability your contract will cover for total disability meaning you're unable to perform 
the material and substantial duties of your occupation. Well, what if you can do some of those or you can work part-time in your job so you're not totally disabled in your occupation? And total disability, again, most people think home in a wheelchair. You may be a physician, a surgeon who has a slight hand tremor. You're totally disabled, although you can golf every day, right? But what about those business owners that can only work part-time but are trying as hard as possible to get into work and continue to work? Well, one, probably shouldn't because they need to recover. But if they can work part-time, they may have a loss of income of 20% or greater. And if that's the case, then... You know, they may that that residual or, or partial benefit in their insurance policy will pay out uh, at least sure that that's part of what's being covered in your new individual DI policy that you're going to be purchasing. <laughs> that's not presumptive at all, um, but it, it's well said, well said, because apparently everybody needs to be assessing their income protection, right? With it being Absolutely. such Correct. a big risk. So let's, without further ado, because I, I think this is really incredible um, that the industry has addressed this, uh, long-term health care. Well, I mean, again, disability is for long-term care claim. So there are riders that you can get on your policy for uh, catastrophic type of, of events where if you're unable to perform two of six activities of daily living, you will get additional benefits on top of that, which that combined with your monthly benefit can be well over 100% of your income. So that's something that you can definitely take advantage of. Uh, But again, you'll want to make sure you're having conversations with your risk protection specialist to make sure that your policy is affordable and within a certain premium range. So you kind of have to take a look at at what part of it you need. There are some other policies out there that are part of the disability insurance world called critical illness to where we can cover, uh, again, certain critical type illnesses like a heart attack, a stroke, a cancer, something like that, where it will pay lump sum benefits, really in the most times upon diagnosis. So there are those types of policies out there as well. But again, during the working years, I would take a look at making sure to protect your income by getting a true individual DI plan, whether it's to supplement on top of your group or if you don't have group, taking a look at And you don't need... Uh, potentially, depending on your overall situation, to look at a the full Cadillac type of a plan where you're getting everything, you know, take a look at what your need, your specific needs are, have a conversation with your risk protection specialist and see what would be an appropriate plan for you. And we can figure out, like I said, a plan design that is affordable at that point. Yes, absolutely. Well, Kenny, thank you so much for being on the show today with Life Planning 101. Um, He is our disability protection specialist. So if you're doing business with Kennedy Financial Services, you have a a direct line to be able to connect with Kenny and be able to allow us to look at everything and make sure that those gaps are filled to protect the income that your family needs. Thank everyone for listening to the show this week. Uh, God bless everyone. Hope you have a wonderful Memorial Day week. If you see someone serving our country be sure to tell them thank you or the family members of those who have served our country and we will see you hear you or you will hear us on life planning 101 next week 
Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 o'clock on KATX and KWBY for more Life Planning 101. Advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities offered through Calton & Associates Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Kennedy Financial Services Incorporated is an independent of Calton & Associates Incorporated and Smart Money Group, LLC.